Hey, welcome to the Way Forward podcast with me, Hannah O'Donnell, coach and mindset expert. This is a podcast for the curious, for those of us who are open-minded and especially for those of us who know that we want more from life. We want more in whatever way that suits us. Each episode, we'll be exploring stories on finding the way forward in life through taking a look at mindset and so much more. Along the way, I'll be joined by some special guests who will also be exploring what helped them find their way forward in life. So, should we get stuck into the episode? Hey, welcome to episode two of The Way Forward. Thank you for joining me today. Today, we're looking at setting intentions that last for the new year and beyond because haven't we just passed Blue Monday or the time in which they say we all give up our goals by this point in January? And realistically, goal setting, intention setting is the bread and butter of what I do. I'm a coach. I'm all about creating sustainable action towards the lives and businesses that we want. So I'm going to share with you today some things that we can consider when we want to set intentions and we actually want to prove to ourselves that these things are possible. Um, And I'm really excited to share it with you because this is something that I've been working on this year. I am the proof is in the pudding, should I say. I am uh, have a very different approach this year to setting intentions and it's already paying dividends. So let's get into it and talk about how do we set intentions that we actually stick to. So first things first, I'm all about evidence, right? I have an evidence-based approach to the way I coach. I like science. I like um, the facts. I like the woo, but I like the science to back it up. And so I'm going to share with you today some things that we can consider that might feel a bit woo to some of you. um, And the other side of it is like very fact-driven, very theoretical ways that we can start thinking about intentions that will actually stick for us because we don't want to let ourselves down, right? Saying that we had a goal, I've done this for the last like however many years, 17 years, setting intentions that don't take me very far. And I'm really kind to myself because it's not my fault. I didn't know how to set intentions that would actually last. So when it comes to setting intentions, whether that's a life goal, and I use the word intention interchangeably with goals. Some of us really hate the word goal and that's absolutely fine. So any sort of intentions, goals, but when it comes to setting intentions, just saying to ourselves, I have a goal. I want to create one new revenue stream that brings in a minimum of £10,000 per year. That's way too abstract for our brains to comprehend. It's so intangible that we can't even do much with that. Um, Equally, if we had a goal that said, I want to increase my circle of friends and the communities around me, it needs to be a bit more than just a statement like that. Now, what I mean by that is that our brains need to understand how much something is possible. If something that we're saying to ourselves feels very abstract, it's almost in one ear, out the other. So, In order to 
create intentions, set goals that we'll actually stick to from the new year and beyond. And I said, I'm like proof in the pudding. I'll share some of this with you. Um, We have to consider certain things when we're thinking about them. So when I work with clients and we're setting intentions, I always want to know things like, what will it mean for you to achieve this goal? Like, what's the meaning behind it? And why is it important? If I can't answer that question, I that goal isn't a goal that belongs to me. Also, some things you could question is, is this an intention or a goal I have for myself or is it one I'm adopting from everyone around me? So e.g. the new year, new me, diet kind of goal. Is that a goal that I genuinely want to achieve or is it because people are telling me I should want it? I think that's such an interesting way of looking at it. And certainly for me, that was why none of my intentions had actually stuck for the last however long. Forever? (laughs) That's not strictly true. But, you know, why haven't I been able to achieve X? Probably because I, it wasn't my goal to achieve. I was just adopting this goal from society and being like, yeah, I want to get fit. I want to run couch to 5k. I have absolutely no interest in running couch to 5k. So that is not a goal that belongs to me. Another thing I would really encourage you to think about when you're actually looking at your goal or intention for 2023 is to think about and tap into the feeling of what it will feel like when you achieve that. And I mean, like, shut your eyes, really zone into what is going to be different for me if I achieve this. How will I feel? Will I feel more accomplished? Will I feel like a calmer person? Will I feel happier? Really giving yourself the permission to explore all the feelings when you achieve something. Now, for example, if I, again, looked at it with that whole couch to 5K thing, how will I feel when I've achieved it? Probably for me, because I said this isn't a goal of mine, indifferent. Like, yeah, loads of people can run 5k. At the moment, I can't, but how would I feel? I don't think I'd feel a huge sense of accomplishment. Now, I'll give you one of my actual goals and intentions for this year, and it's to maintain my sobriety. How will I feel when I achieve them? I am looking down here. I've got almost a list of 30 things that I will feel when I achieve that goal. Because as I said, like proof is in the pudding. I'm sharing with you things that I've been working on myself and why this year feels so different to every other year that I've started. And if you follow me online, you'll have seen it. I talked about it last week. Um, My, you know, things ebb and flow, but overall I'm still working towards my goals and intentions for this year. And it's because I'm coming at it with a very different view. Um, The other thing that I would really encourage us to consider is what difference will achieving these intentions or goals make to my life and those around me? So why I say this is we're not all islands, right? We don't live in isolation and the things that we do don't have no impact on everyone around us. They probably have profound impact on people around us. So it's really useful for us to consider what difference will achieving this goal make to my life and not only my life, but those around me. So for example, when I um, maintain my sobriety, I'm so much more calm. 
I am less frustrated. So hangover or no hangover, I can get quite irritable sometimes. And I was really thinking, because I was saying, why does why is this important to me that I don't want to be that irritable parent, friend, partner? I just don't want to be that person. So actually, me maintaining my sobriety in the face of so much challenge, right? We live in a world where alcohol is cool, it's the key, it's the answer to everything. It's actually really hard to do. And I'm making a choice, right, that I don't want alcohol in my life. And therefore, I really have to tap into some of these things to keep the momentum towards this intention that I'm setting. And then finally, how motivated am I to achieve this? Like, do I really want this? And that is when some of these fitness girls, specifically for me, but like, let's use the couch to 5k example. It's not my goal. How motivated am I to achieve that? Not very. How motivated am I to achieve an overall sense of fitness and well-being? quite. I want to be like super active with my kids. We've got holidays to go on. I want to feel energetic. Um, So you can see how all of these questions really help us to dig into the sentiment behind what we're trying to achieve. And I think the missing piece for me, and I don't know if it's the same for you, is that every other year when I've set intentions, because it's been January the 1st, or whenever it's been, or a Monday or the start of a month, I haven't gone beyond just saying, I want to get fit. So I'm going to buy some new gym kit and sign up to the gym. I haven't considered all the the meaning and the thought and the feeling behind what it actually would mean to achieve that. And also, I'd really encourage you, if you're doing this work, to spend some time thinking about what support do I need for these goals? Like since when has it been that we have to do everything on our own, right? There's so many pressures on ourselves. Why do we have to put the pressure on ourselves to achieve another thing completely in isolation? (coughs) Excuse me. There'll be extra expertise that we might need. Like, do I need to speak to a nutritionist? Do I need to speak to a business mentor? Do I need a coach? Do I need a therapist? All of these things to help us because going straight back to, I'm not an island. I don't work in isolation. The things that I do don't just impact me. Goes hand in hand with, do I need some extra support? Do I need someone who actually knows what they're doing in a certain area? to help me if I'm going to actually achieve this goal and intention that I'm setting. And then my favorite consideration when I'm setting any goal is how will I maintain the momentum towards what I hope to achieve? Because motivation is going to pass us by. There might be some days we're motivated. Hello, January 1st, (laughs) January 7th. Um, But then there's going to be a lot of times where life just feels really hard. Things go on. Everything will get in your way. Let me tell you, everything will get in your way and can be used as an excuse to give up. But so we're not looking for motivation. Motivation is great, right? It can take us so far, but that's the point. It can only take us so far. So what we actually need is momentum when motivation is fleeting, So how am I going to, what will help me maintain this momentum? Do I need to be part of a support group? Do I need to have a peer? Do I need some extra expertise? Do I need some reminders in my phone? Whatever that looks like for you, what's going to help keep the momentum going? 
So as I said, I have um, set some intentions this year and I can already see them paying dividends. I can see it paying off. And I'm that's why I'm sharing this with you because I'm like, the proof is in the pudding, the tools, the strategies, the considerations, they're working. And I'm going to continue to do the work in order to help this momentum last throughout the year. So I'm going to share with you some other strategies that I would support you um, and my clients and myself in maintaining our intentions towards our goals. So firstly, uh, you might be familiar with Carol Dweck's work on mindset. And that is looking at the fact that when we're setting our minds to something, when we want to achieve something, um, when we want to grow, we kind of need a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset. So a growth mindset is one that embraces challenge, right? Challenge is going to be around every corner and we have to embrace that. We have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. That is something I'm really leaning into this year. Um, the You know the cliche saying of like anything worth having doesn't come easy. I always get that one wrong, but you know what I mean. That genuinely some of these cliche like signs on the wall they have meaning because in order to support our journey this year and support our intentions and and getting to where we want to be we're going to have to embrace those challenges we're also going to have to recognize the value of effort and training and extra support right things don't happen in isolation things touch on so many different levels what what effort do I need to put in here? What extra support do I need? What training do I need? Whatever it looks like for you, a growth mindset recognizes the value of that stuff. We're learning from feedback. Feedback is a gift until it really blumming stings. Um, But we learn from that feedback. It's not something that's just going to make us retreat and be like, I can't do this anymore. We have to embrace feedback, know like what's going right, what's not going right, and take it from there. And then also a growth mindset is one that is inspired by other people's success. So really looking at others. And instead of saying, good for them, that could never be me. We're saying, good for them. That's also good for me. Like I could absolutely get that and some more. Whether that is a fitness goal you have, a business goal you have, a family structure goal you have, free time goal, hobbies, whatever it looks like. We're not looking at people and giving up because they got there and we didn't. We're looking at them and being inspired by their success. That has been a huge game changer for me. I'm not going to be defeated by looking at someone and I'm a huge, also huge advocate for the block, the mute, all of those buttons on Instagram. If you're following people who don't, who don't necessarily bring that out of you, unfollow them, mute them. Um, But then also question with yourself, like, could I be inspired by this person instead of a little envious or a little, um, defeated by it. So a growth mindset is really going to support us in 2023 and beyond to set our intentions and be intentional about what we want. The other thing that I'm really keen on this year, absolutely loving, and uh, obviously, well, I've been doing this for like four years now, 
And this year, as I said, I'm really committed to putting in the work, doing the work myself to actually get to where I want to be. And it's all been about visualization and gratitude. So I've been, I've created a vision board. I'm really pleased with it. It's front and center in my office and I look at it every day. And the reason visualizations work is that it helps with selective attention. So selective attention, it's kind of like if you bought a red Peugeot, you'll probably start seeing them everywhere. You'll know this to be true. You'll see areas in your life where you're like, oh my God, everyone has the car that I've got now or something similar. But basically selective attention means Selective attention means that we're more attuned to recognize opportunities and inspiration that presents itself. So we're seeing something on our visualization board, our vision board, and we then take that thought and carry it with us and things will present themselves to us that are aligned with the vision that we have on our board. So for example, I have on my vision board, um, roller skating because I want to learn to roller skate this year with my daughter. And I am now seeing a new roller skate park opening up here. I've had conversations with people. I'm more attuned to recognizing the opportunity to actually get my skates on and go do this thing. And so if it's true about buying a red car and then seeing a red car everywhere, think about it. It can be true for your visualization for the goal that you want to achieve. And there is research in sports science, which is super interesting about the fact that simply imagining something can deliver the physical and mental benefits of the action that you desire. That blows my mind. There's been a lot of research in swimmers and visualizations and visualizing winning um, sporting events. And the list goes on. Visualization is an incredibly powerful tool. What it also helps with is being able to anticipate and plan for the setbacks. You'll have a constant reminder of why you choose to pursue the goals in the first place, right? So setbacks are going to happen. Things will get in your way, just like I said. And actually, you're constantly reminded, no, this is why I want to achieve this. It's not like every day, like some people give me a glass of, would present me with a glass of um, Prosecco and I'd be like, yeah, that would be nice. But actually, I know what I want, right? I know that why it's meaningful to stay aligned to sobriety, why that's important for me and those around me, um, why I'm pursuing this as a goal in the first place. And so those sort of... Um, things that could potentially push me on track, they don't actually impact me at all. They're not a setback. I have a constant reminder of why this is important to me. And as far as gratitude goes, it's really about like helping us keep that high vibration, that positive um, looking forward momentum to say, I'm grateful for where I am and I acknowledge the journey and I'll continue on this path rather than just saying, um, I'm grateful for what I have, but I want more. You're actually just sitting in that place of saying, I'm so grateful for exactly where I am now and I'm excited for where I'm going. That's such a game changer for how you feel. I do a gratitude practice in the morning. I mention three things I'm grateful for and I do a gratitude practice in the evening, reflecting on three things that I've, I've loved from the day that I'm grateful for. And it's such a great way to go to bed 
And it's a great way to set the tone for my day as well. So when we come to setting our intentions, it's really important that we focus on our strengths, right? We can always default and be like, I'm not good enough for this. I can't do this. And there's loads of reasons like get out clauses. Um, so a really funny one is I want to be more active this year. And um, part of that is getting a new gym membership. And I was that person. And I signed up to a gym and it was so busy. There were queues to get on things. And so I could easily just say like, oh, I'm giving up. There's no point being a member of the gym. Um, you know, I can't get on any of the equipment and therefore I'm just not going to do it. And instead I was like, no, I just don't need to be a member of this gym. I'll go somewhere where I can guarantee it really promotes me going to the gym and um, I'll enjoy being there. So hello, spa gym. That's what I signed back up to. And I absolutely love it. But also like working with my strengths. If I can't do something, right, I can't create myself a nutrition plan. Um, it's just, you know, with the best will in the world, I don't have that knowledge of what actually I really need. So if where I lack expertise, I'm not going to say um, I'm just not going to do it. I'll just find expertise to fill that gap. And I will do the things that I can do that promote my strengths and where I don't have strengths not going to hold me back. I'll get some expertise. I'll get some advice. And I can't, um, you'll all know that when we work from a place of strengths, when we work from places of like, I know what I'm doing, everything feels easier. It feels more enjoyable, right? And so when we're setting intentions, when we're working towards something, it needs to feel enjoyable. You're not going to sit here in December the 23rd, having wanted to slog your way through to reach this goal or intention that you set. You're just not. Like, who who wants to do that? Um, yeah, you might have some crazy willpower if you do that and it felt uncomfortable for a year. But I want you to enjoy the process. I want things to feel good. I want them to feel easy. So we really need to find out where our strengths are and then get support and expertise where we might lack them. We also want to think about aligning ourselves with activities, surroundings, and people that raise our vibration and promote us being our best self. You don't want to be hung, hanging around with a friend. Like, for example, with my sobriety thing, like my friends respect the fact I don't drink. I don't want to be hanging around with someone who's telling me what a bore I am, how Debbie Downer of me not to be drinking. I want to be around people who say, good for you. Like, that's so cool that you don't drink and that's something that you want to do. I need to promote myself staying aligned to what I'm hoping to achieve. So that involves like, how do I spend my time? What do my surroundings look like? There's loads to be said about tidy environments, promoting um, like, you know, tidy, tidy area, tidy mind, whatever that saying is. Um, but I, there is something to be said about that. So really thinking about what do the, what does my spare time have to look like or my time at work, or wherever your goals and intentions lie, what am I surrounding myself with? What am I absorbing? Who am I following on social media, for example? Who do I need to mute? What isn't promoting the life or the intention that I and the goal that I want to achieve? And who do I need to surround myself with? Do I need to actually take a step back from certain people or certain things? Now, 
I'm really not saying abandon all your friends. I'm not. But do your friends need to know about this new journey that you're on? Do you need to explicitly say to them, like, I'd love your support here. It would mean the world to me. So they're things that I would also think about when we're setting intentions this year. And finally, embodiment and identity, right? This this blows my mind and it's really, really, really worked for me. Um, so I hope you find it useful. But in Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about like this, this idea of taking on the identity of the person that is where you want to be. And obviously he's talking about it in relation to habit, like to habits, but I, I held it quite lightly and was like, actually the whole idea of embodiment and identity and adopting the identity of the person that's already where I want to be. And whether that vision, it could be a visualization I have of myself having achieved the goals. How do I adopt the identity of that person? Like, what do I, what do I do? How do I spend my spare time? Who am I around? What do I look like? What do I wear? What do I plan in my diary? These are all things I've considered. And I think it's a really useful tool when we're trying to set our minds to something. Like if I wanted to increase my level of fitness, I say to myself, what would a fit person choose to do here as I'm driving into the car park and trying to find the space that's nearest to the door of where I'm going? Well, a fit person would just be like, I'll find an easy space. I don't really mind how far away it is from the door and I'll just walk. Like, oh yeah, yeah, they would. <laughs> yeah, they would. So constantly like asking myself, what would Hannah who is fit do here? What is Hannah who is sober? Um, what would she do here? That's a really nice tool to help navigate situations, things that we want to fill our time with, um, anything that's going on in our lives. When we're looking to reach a goal or an intention, then actually thinking about that whole embodiment piece. What would Hannah in a year's time who has achieved this goal be doing right now and doing it? It's kind of like acting in order to believe. And there's some science around that and we can go into it another time. But most of all, I would really encourage you, and this isn't the easiest one for some people, but I would really encourage you to make the most of your communities and sharing the path, the journey that you're on with other people. And the reason I say that is goes back to kind of like we're not an island piece, but you, we can all find excuses. Like I said, there's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be challenges. Life happens. We can find excuses to um, default to the same behavior. And in a year's time, we'll be the same person with the same things that we were in 2022. <clears throat> if we want that to be different this year, community and sharing the journey with others and that accountability piece <coughs> the support and guidance that community and sharing it with somebody else can support you with is profound right when somebody else knows what you're doing even if that is just one somebody whether it's your coach whether it's a friend whether it's a family member you don't need to go announcing it to everyone but what that is going to enable you to do is just to stop making excuses that only you hear so you can be like no han i'm just going to park by the door i can't be bothered today 
And in fact, like if my husband was in the car with me and he knew and I'm desperately searching for a parking space right by the door so that my legs don't have to do all the walking, he might be like, Han, come on, get a grip. Like we'll just park the other side of the car park and we'll walk in. Plus, you want to be a bit more active. So come on. You can see how that's one extra layer of not making excuses for myself. So, so yeah, so in a nutshell, the key things I would really encourage you to think about is we're not islands, right? Don't try and do this all on yourself. Life is hard enough. Who could you share it with? Who can help support you? Who could be that extra like expertise where you perhaps lack it? respect the journey it's not always going to feel that easy so where motivation is lacking how can we encourage momentum right if we just do something it just forms part of our daily practice I do this I do this I do this like habits could really be a real aid here when we're setting intentions um and then really thinking about what am I surrounding myself with? What am I reading? What am I hearing? What do I need to be this best version of myself? And how can I embody that? They have been game changers for me this year. I'm more active than I think I've ever been in my entire life. I'm more focused on the goal. Like I'm so driven to achieve the things that I set out to this year. I almost feel unstoppable apart from where my pesky hormones interfere with my plans. But we give grace to the fact that it's going to ebb and flow. But the foundations of this intention, this goal, the two goals that I have set myself this year, they're rock solid because I'm doing the work. I'm, they're not just going to be handed to me on a plate. So this is all the work I've done this year so far, and it's all the things that I've been considering and I've been sharing with people. It's also the work I take clients through day in, day out in my job, right? We don't just set goals at the start of the year. I'm a coach. We set them throughout the year. So I hope you found it useful. I'd love you to share with me some of your intentions or any other ways that you have set intentions that you've actually stuck to and what helped you get there because I want us all to make ourselves proud. I don't want us giving up our goals come February. I want to make this the best, most intentional year yet. And I want to help you do the same if that's what you want for you. So thank you for tuning in. Please share your stories with me online and I will see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of The Way Forward. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would love you to rate this episode and rate my podcast in whatever podcast app you use. I would also love you to subscribe, hit that subscribe button, and I would love you to share it with a friend. If you want to join me online, visit me on Instagram at Hannah Jane O'Donnell. Until next time. <laughs>